episode four. I'm your host, Trevor, alongside my co-host, Brandon. What's up, dog? Not much, man. Got a new mic. Same one as you, so hopefully I don't sound like I'm talking through a tube. It actually looks like it's coming through a lot clearer usually, or than it was, because it was before, like, massive amounts of in the red, if that uh, makes really? sense. Yep. Well, that sucks. But it looks well, better now. Yeah, well, it's better now, but the only downside is on the old one, I just had my headset on for my Xbox, and I was just, like, chilling, like, laying in my bed, just talking, <laughs> and I have to, like, sit up. Oh, inconvenience for you. I know, right? <laughs> I'm over here in the cat's room, you know, chilling. <laughs> um, so, how's your week going? Um, it's good, man. It's good so far. I, um, I'm getting better at my new job every day. Um, I work my first Saturday this Saturday. But it's okay, man. Do you want to kickball? Yes, we won big time yesterday. So that was good. That's cool. Who's we, on your team? Um, it's like one guy from work and then all of his friends. Uh, so you're just like the rando? Yeah, because I don't know anybody in Richmond. <laughs> Dude, it would suck if you messed up. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, God, you brought that guy again? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was like worried about. And then like if he doesn't come, like. Oh, that'd be awkward too. Yeah. But I mean, like they're all cool with me now because I mean, we're, we've been doing it for four weeks, so. Yeah. Everything's fine. But I mean, it's, it's been fun. It's uh it's been really hot. I bet. But the last two or actually just this past game was fine. Um uh, but the ones before that were not at all cuz it was like 6 o'clock games instead of 7 o'clock games. And so it was like 98 degrees outside when we like started playing. Wow, uh, that sucks. Yeah, this week was perfectly fine though. This is the first job I've ever had. Well, besides that one in college, but this is like the first job I ever had that's inside. So, like, I don't even think about the weather anymore. <laughs> People are like, man, it's raining. And I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I haven't had an outside job. Well, technically, I guess my last job before this one was like outside because it was outside sales. So, like, I was in the field a lot. Um, but. Now I'm just in a cubicle, indoors. I can barely see the windows. So, <laughs> I never even know if it's light outside still. <laughs> An apocalypse could be happening outside and I would not know. Yeah, you're just like tapping away on the computer. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Yep, yep. But this week of work has not been as busy, um, which has been good. That's uh, good, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, I was actually just watching a documentary. I actually watched an entire documentary this weekend that was super good. And then I was just watching another one that was pretty good. But it was like two hours long, so I didn't finish it. But um, I was watching a documentary called Last Chance You this weekend. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, is that a, isn't that a 30 for 30? No. Um, so Last Chance You, I think you're thinking of The You, which is about Miami football. Uh, Last Chance U is about this college in East Mississippi, or the community college is called East Mississippi Community College. Um, and they take these kids who have been, like, either kicked out of school or um, 
they just weren't happy where they were more than like more than likely nine times out of ten it's because they got kicked out of school for something um like a division one program um and then they're at this school to like play for this coveted program which is like the comparative of the alabama of community college. the whole premise of the show is that these guys are going to get a second chance to play division one football and they're going to be able to go to this program, compete for starting spots, get seen on a national level, and then hopefully somebody's going to sign them to a Division One program again. More than likely, it's not going to be the one that they played at before, but it's going to be um, a different one. And most of these kids are honestly dumb as a box of rocks, or they were coming in because they've gotten a bunch of marijuana charges or like one guy this past time had aggravated assault and robbery and like all this stuff. So, I mean, it's a really cool concept, but a lot of the people on there, it's like, really, this guy's getting a chance or man, this, I just really pisses me off sometimes how the coaches are. They really kind of piss me off, but it was a good documentary. And then, um, there was a second season of it, so you should probably you should check it out if you want to. But um, then the one I was just watching was uh, about the CrossFit Games, and I didn't realize uh, yeah. how intense that those. is. Yeah. yeah, they're crazy. Have you ever heard of Derek Wida? No, Wida? I think it's Wida. Derek Wida? No, I don't know. Dude, you should look up him. He's um, he, I think he was in the eighty second Airborne, and he lost his leg, like his right leg. I think it's from like just above the knee. Mm-hmm. He lost it. But he does like the cross. I don't know if he does the CrossFit games, but I know he was like trying to get into him. Mm-hmm. You should see him. He's crazy, man. He's just like, he's got one leg, but he just like does everything else everybody else does. He's like jacked. Well, the, the documentary I was watching, it was like the fittest person in the world. It was like, uh, was the name of it. And it's about the CrossFit games. And so they're all, it's like 80 of them at this place. And they, they're like doing all this stuff. So, the first thing that they got to start off doing is a seven kilometer run and then come in and do like a crazy amount of deadlifts. And that's like Damn. event one. It's just, Damn. I couldn't, yeah, insane. I couldn't do any of that stuff. And then they did like the Murphy challenge. Have you ever seen that before? I've heard about it, but I don't know what it is. Isn't it like seven, it's like crazy amount of reps of stuff. Well, apparently, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not looking at it right now, but I think, think from what i remember on there it was like a one mile run it's like 20 it was either 20 or 40 pull-ups 20 or 40 um push-ups and then it was 60 squats and then another mile run or something like that oh damn i don't know i could be completely wrong but that sounds right i don't know who knows so nobody knows let's get into our topics for the week all Enough right, about I us. I think it's your turn to go first. Oh, crap. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not enough about us. We're just going to talk about us again. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we don't have another fiasco where my dogs are bark- barking in the background and my cats are going crazy or something's going to happen. Um, That's true. So, <clears throat> my topic is uh, if you could have one life goal, something that's not monetary, what would it be? One life goal that's not monetary? Yeah, so, like, not something that's like, I want to be super rich, or I want to be completely debt-free, 
and have a lot of money or something like that. It's got to be like a life goal of like, I want to lose a hundred pounds or I want to have like four or five kids or. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I would say like lose a hundred pounds would be like the most one that I'm working at right now. But like to dream a little bigger than that, I think I would want to be like, a published writer, but not just like published, but like a successful published writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of monetary. So like, what would you want to be a published writer in regards for history or? Um, so I tried, well, I didn't try. I am trying to write like a novel, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's fiction, but it's, I guess allegory is the right, not the right word. I don't know. I don't ask Charlie because she's like the English major, but like, I'm trying to write like this political, novel that's kind of like shapes what the society could be you know how have you ever read 1984 um a long time ago yeah so you get the idea it's like you know it's it's a look into the possible future but it's very bleak i'm trying to write something very similar to that but the problem is it's way harder to do than i thought it would do or i could do i've written the same first chapter like 20 times it's all you yeah dude because you start writing and it's like you think it's good but then you're like that wasn't good let me start over and you start over and then it's like that wasn't good let me start over yeah you end up with like i i I ended up with like 20 copies of the same chapter that are slightly different Hmm. you know yeah see like Uh, my only issue with like trying to write a book would probably be that I would write it and it would sound good to me. And then someone else would read it and be like, this sounds like you talking. This doesn't like, it's not going to appeal to the masses. It's like, it would appeal to people who know you and how you talk, but like, it's not gonna like comprehend for everyone. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Dialogue is probably the hardest part for me. Because it's, it's weird for me to be like, what's up? He replied, what's up? <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Going to the park, he said. You know, like, <laughs> it's weird to just like, back to back to back to back to back to back to back. It's like, it comes off weird, you know? Yeah. But because of that, and description, like, description's really hard to do, because I'm not really like, I'm not like a wordsmith, you mm. know what I mean? So, so, another thing, like you said, history... I'm trying to, I would like to get published for history, but the problem with history is you have to find, you know, everything's been written about already, so you have to find, like, a topic that hasn't been written about, so you got to be really specific, but to be able to write a paper on it and do the research, you have to be really passionate about the topic. Yeah. So, I love, like, the American Revolution. And I'm trying to, and I read about it like almost every day. I'm always looking at new information and reading stuff. But the issue is with the American Revolution, like everything's been written about. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't find like a top. It's hard. I'm still trying to find like a topic that I want to write about. You know what I mean? Or that I should write about. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, now that it's been so long since that happened and how there's so much information out there, you almost have to like, be super specific on something that no one else has written about. So you would almost have to like write about 
a particular individual living four houses down from George Washington as a child who went to his, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. But that dude's not going to have any documentation. Exactly. You know? It's not like now where you're tracked by your social security number from birth. You know mm. what I mean? It's hard. But I think what I'm going to try to do is, so I live in, like, from where I live, my family's kind of stayed in this area, even from, like, when they first came to the country. Mm. So my mom, for our, like, family reunion a couple of years ago, she went all the way back to, like, she has our heritage from, or, like, our family tree, I guess, from before we even came to America, like, our family. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to pick some people out of that time period mm-hmm. and try to research them. Hmm. And then, but once you do it, so my idea is, like, to write about, like, because you could be, like, Trevor Mays, the blacksmith turned revolutionary leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to find that guy, you have to do a bunch of research, and then you have to decide what makes him special and why anybody would care. Yeah. But So I'm looking into that. I'm doing a lot of research right now. I've been doing it since I was in college. Um, so we'll see what happens. But my teacher my teacher in college, who her top, her, like, basic area of study was colonial America. Mm-hmm. She was like, if you're going to do anything, you got to go south. She was like, everything in Virginia has been done. Like, you have to go south and find a topic, basically. So, you know what I mean? Like, Virginia north to New England. Like, it's all just been worn out, you know? Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. But what about you? Um, For a life goal of mine, um, I've always wanted to own land and build a huge house on it. So that's like a goal that I have in mind for the next 15 years is to buy like, I know I'm probably not going to find anything, but like 15 to 20 acres um, and then build this massive house on there. But like keep it economical, but try to make it in my own way that I want everything to be in it. That way it's like a perfect house for what I envision as a perfect house to live in. And then also have that huge amount of land that you're not really around anybody else, but you're, like, not so far out in the middle of nowhere that it's, like, an inconvenience for anybody to come see you. Yeah, or for you to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, can like, you imagine there was, like, man, it's going to take me an hour to get to the grocery store, you know? Yeah. But, see, I didn't I, – my topic – or my topic, my goal was going to be – to get a house with Charlie, you know, because she's got one more year of school. Mm-hmm. After that, I think we're both going to make enough money that we can just buy a house. But yeah. see, that seems monetary to me, right? So, mm-hmm. like, to buy, to be able to buy a house. Yeah, that's like, true. Finances and stuff. So your topic kind of seems like that was a financial topic, too, because you're trying to save enough money and, like, to purchase that land at a reasonable price. Then you need the money to build the house on it. Yep. So it's kind of difficult. So besides that one, what would be a goal that's not like not financial at all? Um, well, then I would say this: my my goal would be um, before I have kids to be in the best physical shape of my entire life. That's a good one. But that is the. I'm finding it's harder and harder. It's a lot of self discipline. Um, been doing keto for the past three weeks. Um, what is keto? So. Instead of sounds uh, like martial arts, like hold on, hold on. That's the keto. You know what I mean? Like no, so it's it's the keto diet, and it's oh, see, it's, I was gonna say if it doesn't sound like martial arts, it sounds like a shitty vegetable. <laughs> like, it's like one really expensive seaweed. 
seaweed that you have to like blend up with vinegar and eat. <laughs> no. So uh, it's basically you're in like there was a lot of research that I did when I was at um, the beach. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts on the way back. Um, you basically take your the normal like foods that you would eat. You, you think of carbs, fats, and protein. So everybody's like, stay away from fats, stay away from fats, stay away from fats. But on the keto diet, it's like seventy five percent. Yeah, seventy five percent of what you eat from your caloric intake is fats, and then it's like twenty percent is protein, and then five percent is um, carbs. <sighs> Dogs. Yeah, well, I think it stopped. If not, you're just gonna have to old yeller it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, Only option. <laughs> so I've been doing that for the past three weeks. Um, and what, what the whole process of it is for is because it's converting, uh, your main source of like energy from carbs to burning your main source of energy is going to be fats. Um, so you start converting, like, uh, you go into a state of ketosis, which is where, um, your body starts producing ketones and they go through your blood and stuff and they, it will help you burn like more fat and, um, it was originally developed apparently for like epilepsy. Um, and they were like prescribing it to, to kids who had ep- epilepsy to go on this keto diet and it like helped cure epilepsy, not like cure it, but help the symptoms be reduced. Yeah. Like made it manageable. Yeah. Or like controlled it. So it's, what? it's got a lot of good benefits to it. Um, it also could be dangerous if you get too many ketones in your body. Um, but you just have to kind of like pick and choose where you are. I, my problem with it is cutting out carbs to where I'm almost eating no carbs every day, um, is that I crave sugar like crazy. Like, yeah, I, feel you, man. <laughs> I, uh, on, on Tuesday this week, um, I was like searching my cabinets for like a gobstopper or a jawbreaker or something and I was about to go bananas because I could not find anything licking the cap of the maple syrup (laughs) (laughs) I was like I have to have something sweet like it's about to drive me insane I it's oh it was awful need all that sugar inside you yeah deep in there (laughs) but and then on top of that I've been back to working out five days a week um which I had not done since we moved to this house in March or I'd gone like once maybe twice a week and I was just like, I have no energy to do this. And then now I've been, like, forcing myself to go every day after work, feeling a lot better. So I'm already down 10 pounds on keto. It's been, been good. good for three weeks. So That's cool, man. Yeah, I don't, like, obviously anybody, like, I, I would feel like most people that listen to this podcast probably know me and you. Yeah. But just to be clear, like, the people that don't, I would consider you in, like, like way, way better shape than I'm in. Because I'm, like... I'm like 285 right now, like, and now I just stand at a desk all day. So my goal, which like, so this is like kind of financial, but not really. So I want to hike the Appalachian Trail from like the entire thing from Georgia to Maine. It's like, I don't know for sure. It's like 2,500 miles. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that's kind of financial is because like, to do it, you're not working, and you have to plan accordingly to, like, cover your bills and mm-hmm. have money to, like, supply you as you do it, right? Yeah. But I want to lose weight. Like, part of my, the reason I want to do it is because I, I see all these before and after pictures. Mm-hmm. 
and people go from like as big as me to like a stick. You know what I mean? Because it's just exercise all day. Yeah. But as in small goals, I think one of my main small goals, and this isn't financial at all, is to do the roller coaster, which is from like it's from Harper's Ferry. You know, have you heard of Harper's Ferry? I have. Where is that? West Virginia. Yes, I have heard that. Thing. Yeah. So. I want to go from Harper's Ferry to Front Royal, and that's mm. called the roller coaster because it's literally just like up, down, up, down, up, down. So mm. like my plan is to just do like I've been doing a little better, eating better now that I, I switched jobs. In my old job, we were like right in the center center of the uh, town, so we could just like get food wherever. But now I don't leave the store all day, so I'm like getting better at eating again. Mm. And um, but my goal is to do that and to do like just outside everything like every weekend kayak or hike or do anything outside so i can start like exercising on a regular basis and kind of be like a like a natural healthy if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. but another thing i'm looking into that i got from the joe rogan podcast is the the paleo diet where you only eat like what human bodies are like designed and evolved to eat you know like basically just like meat and like nuts and stuff like that yeah the guys that i used to work with in high point they all did that and they were all like crazy in shape worked out at lunch and then worked out again after work so yeah they were just that's one of my big issues though is because switching jobs i had had to cancel my gym membership Mm mm-hmm and now I, I want to get another one, but I don't like I don't really have the money to do it right now because like dude the the sign up fees are ridiculous. Like I can afford it, but it's like really I can't. I don't want to spend like four hundred dollars to get a new gym membership. Yeah, and that's why you should honestly find like a like especially I I think starting out if you're someone who is like kind of wishy washy on going to the gym or if you're not committed to like doing like getting your money's worth like say it's forty dollars a month you're not gonna go four five six days a week to i feel like get your money's worth out of that month um then i think you should sign up for like one of those places it's like ten dollars a month or whatever yeah yeah yeah, planet fitness or something where it's like super cheap it's not committable like that way you just kind of get your foot in the door because that's how i started was with a $10 a month, and I was like, I'm going to change my lifestyle and start working out. And then when I moved back home, I dropped like 45 pounds just from doing that. And then I was like, all right, now I'm going to go to a better gym because at the Planet of Fitness in Lynchburg, they were like serving pizzas to people on Mondays and just like had bagel Tuesdays. And it was like, what is – this is not what you should be doing at the gym. But Oh, uh, no, man. That's, that's smart planning. <laughs> like if people are here to lose weight, we're going to fatten them right back up. We're yeah. So I did that and then I switched to another gym that was more expensive, but it was going to be less people. And I liked that one a lot better. And that gym was still by far my favorite gym. And then I moved here and I still could have gone to the $10 a month route. And looking back on it, I wish I did. But now I'm signed up for a three-year membership at this other gym and I've completed one year. So that's good. But also... I get, um, it's like $39 a month or something like that. But my work, if you go eight times in one month, they give you $20 towards the gym. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what is your topic? So, it's similar to what yours was as far as like, 
what is your your uh, one of your goals. But my topic is if you could travel, like right now, if anybody was like, you have infinite amount of dollars to go anywhere in the world that you want to go, what would be like your top three places to go? Um, so I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, which is not that extravagant, but I think that would be super cool to go to Hawaii. I've always wanted to go to Australia, um, and I've always wanted to go to. Um, I, I well, I see. I've stayed. I've stayed in the Bahamas before, um, but I've always wanted to go like to another place down in like the Caribbean area. Because uh-huh. I mean, I'm I'm pretty boring when it comes to traveling. I'm I don't really like traveling that much. It's it's okay, but it's also like. I'm one of those people that as soon as I get somewhere, I'm like, all right, let's go back home. Like, I don't know why I'm like that, but it's just like I rush through enjoying myself and trying to relax. Like when I go to the beach and stuff, I just like get there and I, for some reason I just can't relax because I'm always thinking about either work or like what's happening at home or whatever. Yeah. See, I'm not like that at all, dude. Like when I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. I'm just like chilling. But I think it's also it's it's different because I haven't been established at a place when I've gone on vacation. So I haven't been like established at work when I've gone on vacation. Like I've been there for like three or four months and then I'll be on vacation. And then um, now being it that I've been at the same job for over a year, um, going on a year and a half now that it's like, OK, well, now I'm established at this place. I do need a break because I've been working for so long that. I deserve a vacation kind of thing. Even though I just went on one, but I'm going uh, on one again. See, in I'm not like that either because, like, and I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying, like, for me personally, I'm very, like, even though I'm not in, like, great shape and people would say that's, like, work, work ethic and, like, stuff like that and getting up and going to the gym and I don't do that. I actually have a really strong work ethic when it comes to, like, your career. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I work really hard. I learn really fast. I'm always on time. I actually, I have to be at work at nine. I show up at eight thirty every day. You know, I'm, yeah, I just bust my balls. Like people will complain like, man, that's not my job. Like they don't pay me to do that. That's not what I was hired for. Mm-hmm. It does not matter to me. You know, money is money. If it pays the same, I'm doing it. Like if it pays more, I'm definitely doing it. You know, yeah. like I'm just work, 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 work. So for me, the way I see it is if you do that every day, Every day you're at work, then when I'm like, hey, man, I really need this day off, I've always felt like I've shown myself enough that they're like, okay, you've proven that you can have this day off. Mm-hmm. Because they know, like, hey, I'll give Brandon this day, and then he'll be here every day for the next three months. You know yeah. what I mean? So I just started at this job, and I was like, hey, man, I told him when I was in the interview, I was like, I need these two days off. He's like, that's fine. And I don't feel bad because, you know, I'm busting my ass at work. And I know this is like me cheating my own horn, but whatever. I'm busting my ass at work. The guys there are like, man, you're doing a great job. You're learning quicker than I thought. Like, I feel like as long as you work hard and you show that you deserve the time off they're giving you, then you're good, you know? So. Yeah. I hear you. But I don't know, man. So, like, my three places are X amount of places. One, so you picked one in the U.S. I would pick one in the U.S. too. I want to go to Yosemite. Yeah, like, and see the rock formations there, man. Like it's crazy. 
like I see pictures and like the people climbing on them, and I just don't think I can comprehend it unless I see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, see, it is insane. See, um, I've driven from one side of the U.S. to the other before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to do that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I, I actually want to do it, but I want to do it for fun, not because like I have to. We just like <laughs> dude, that was sit in the van for like four days. So bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> and we did. We made it in 37 hours or 36 hours. Like that's nonstop. And. Yeah. That was awful. Um, but I used to uh, ride with my dad all the time. He's, he drives 18-wheelers, and I used to um, ride with him in the summers. And we'd go – like, I've been to almost every state. Um, so, like, we used to go to Texas all the time. We used to go to Florida all the time. We used to go to Michigan all the time. We used to go to – I've been to Minnesota several times for work trips. Um, I've been to California. I've been to Arizona. I've been to New Mexico, Oklahoma, all those places, like – the only places I really haven't gone are like north east and northwest. Uh, yeah, I want to go to Oregon. That's not in like my top three. I'd like to live in Oregon for like 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 North Oregon where there's like rainforest. I'd like to live there for like a year. Yeah, I tell Charlie that all the time. I think like I think if you live there, if you live somewhere for like a year, it's like a good experience because I feel like in the first six months it's all like fun and new. The second six months is like, all right, you know the routine. You're getting into the routine, and then you move, and then after that year, you move out before it gets like bland. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's but, why I think it would have been cool if like Mackenzie was a traveling nurse, and mm-hmm. then I was able to just like get a job where I'm able to like work from home, quote unquote, and then like we just go wherever she needs to go. So like, there's a person that I know that's a traveling nurse that they just went from. They were in Miami for six months, and then they were in North Carolina for four months, and then they just were in Richmond for a couple months, and now they're going to Portland. And then after that, they're going to some, like, Olympia, Washington, and then California, and then back somewhere in Oklahoma. Yeah. See, that's pretty cool, because, like, Charlie, I know Charlie does, like, she's going to be a teacher. So a teacher can teach anywhere is really the idea. But a lot of the people, like a lot of the podcasts I listen to are hiking ones and like outdoors ones. Mm -hmm. And the people that hike like most of the year, generally their job is a writer, which is another thing I would want to do because you can write from anywhere, like you said. So Mm -hmm. I think it would be cool because we can, if I can become a writer, because then we would have careers that we can kind of move accordingly, like just like whenever we want to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know, man. It'd be cool. I've also done like, I'm a pretty good construction worker. Like I have, I have like a general knowledge of many things, not like like concrete work. I would say not so much, but like definitely plumbing, definitely electrical. Like, I don't know. I can figure it out. So I feel like everywhere there's construction, as long as there's like construction positions, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we can move. I don't, I don't know, man. I think, I've been reading a lot about it, and I don't, I don't know honestly, because people are talking about like breaking from the traditional roles. Like everybody just imagines they'll be in this big house, like them and wife, couple kids, some dogs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, that's cool. But what if like, what if that's not what we did? You know what I mean? Like, what if we did travel all the time? Like maybe we don't have the big house, we have this like crappy apartment, but the ex- life experience is greater than like. The comfort, you know what yeah. I mean. See, I I don't like moving around a lot. Um, 
I, we were actually talking about it a couple weeks ago um, when I was I told Mackenzie I was like, this is going to be the first time I think since eleventh grade that I have not moved like after one year of being somewhere. Yeah. So like in my junior year of high school, I moved to my grandparents' house, and then. My senior year, I moved back to my mom's house, and then after senior year, I moved to Radford to a dorm, and then I moved to another dorm, and then I moved to another dorm, and then I moved to a frat house. Yeah, I live with your man Brandon. What's up? <laughs> and, and then I moved to High Point, and then I moved back to Lynchburg, and then I moved uh, to Richmond, and then I moved again in Richmond. So, like, yeah. Like, there's only, yeah. ever since, like, third grade, there's only been, like, three total years where I have not moved. Yeah, see, I don't know either, though, because, like, I feel like what I'm talking about when it's, like, hey, man, it's, like, the life experience versus living, like, a normal life, like, I feel like it's very, like, hippie, <laughs> and it's very, like, I don't know, roman- romanticized yeah. in my mind and the way I'm talking about it. Like, there's probably times it's gonna suck, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but at the same time, like, like compare, compared to, like, 90% of the world, I would say I have a very comfortable life. Like, yeah. it's not like I was running from bullets every day. It's not like I was like, where am I going to get water? You know, it's like I had a very comfortable life. So maybe to understand more of the world, like to like grow my wisdom, again, sounding very hippie, maybe I need to struggle <laughs> a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a reason that some like people do certain things, you know? Like, but who knows, man? Yeah, who knows what will happen. I mean, you're still young, so... I'm uh, I'm all grizzled old and settled in over here. So you're only like a year older than me, man. <laughs> grizzled and old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know too. It's hard to like. It's hard to convince Charlie because I'm like I'm like a dude. Like if I ever like shit in a bucket, it's cool. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> shit in this bucket, I wipe my butt with this like dirty newspaper. But she's like, get that goddamn bucket away from me. You know what I mean? It's like because yeah. I definitely want to like be with her like she's definitely in my plan for my life you know mm. but so it's not just me anymore it has to be like you know how do you feel about this you know but, yeah very very true yeah so well, what, what what were your three places you said hawaii australia and somewhere in the caribbean somewhere in the caribbean yeah i went on a cruise to the caribbean i went uh, i took a cruise ship there mm. but that's kind of like phony because you like the first island you stop at was owned by the resort. So you just, like, go on the beach. It's pretty cool. Like, whatever. Yay. And the next one, they took you to, like, an actual Caribbean island. Uh-huh. But even then, you're just in, like, a tourist area. Yeah. I got I did this, like, bus ride tour, like, this rapid bus ride tour. But even then, it was just, like, we zipped around, and they're like, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. But you don't really experience it. You know yeah. what I mean? We went to... Um... I've been on a cruise to like the somewhere in the Caribbean. I can't remember where I went. I know I went to the Dominican Republic, and that was super sketchy. Um, and then we, it's weird how as soon as you're out of America, everything's sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> just like this isn't America. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and then like a couple of the other islands were pretty cool, but I didn't really like going on the cruise. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't like it that much. But then I we went to Atlantis. Um, it stayed at that resort for a week. That's cool. We saw that. We passed it on our boat. Yeah, dude, that place was super nice. That's cool. When we were in the Caribbean, I, I took um, 
we rented jet skis and we rode all the way out to the boat and you could still see the bottom of the ocean. That was pretty cool. Huh. I like how clear the water was out there. Yeah. Do you, do you remember how far out the water goes on low tide? No. Do you remember that? Did you, did you not notice that? No. The beach, okay, so like if you're in like Virginia Beach, low tide, the water moved like 20 feet out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everything's roughly the same. Dude, when we were in the Caribbean and like it went to low tide, the water went out like 200 yards. Hmm. It was ridiculous. I, I was really young, so I could be remembering this, but I do remember it was like ridiculously far. <laughs> you could see all the seaweed and like everything. Like, I was like, what happened to the ocean? You know, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to add for this week? Um. Well, I only said I only said Yosemite. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. So not to like force it, but I would like to like another place I would like to go. You said Yosemite and uh, like somewhere in Oregon. Oh, okay. Well, I said two. I'd like to go to like you know general Europe just to see all the history. Yeah. But I would also like to go to India. Because I just feel like Indian culture would just be, like, such a cultural shock for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be I, like, what I, is going on here? I would just be scared to go. It's so American, but I would just be scared to go over anywhere in the Middle East. Yeah, that makes sense. But. But who's the, who's the dude from, oh, it's Henry Rollins from Black Flag. Mm-hmm. I, have you, you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of the show, never seen it, though. Black, no, 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 Black Flag's a pirate show. There's a band called Black Flag. It's like uh, punk rock. Gotcha. Yeah, Henry Rollins, is, like, I think he was a lead singer. But, yeah, he was a lead singer. But he's, um, you would know him if you saw a picture of him. He does fucking everything. But he goes to countries, I think he made a rule, I heard about him on a podcast, or I listened to him on a podcast. He said he makes a rule to go, like, to one country a year or mm-hmm. something like that, but he picks he picks his countries based off of like political turmoil. Oh, like, that guy! I just looked him up. He was in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so he was like, um, like he was like, yeah. If there was just a civil war that ended, I'll go there. Or if, like, there was a military coup, I'll go there. You know what I mean? He goes to places that are, like, crazy right now because he's like, I want to experience what it's like there. Huh. And I'm like, you're freaking nuts. <laughs> but he has to tell, he has to lie about what he does because now he's a writer. Yeah. And he, like, he'll tell people, I think he said he tells them that he's, like, a photographer or, like, a journalist or something like that. I think he says photographer. But he was talking about, I think he was in Iran, he was talking about. And he was like, yeah, we were just sitting at dinner, and my escort, like, got a phone call and, like, picked up his phone and was like, hello? And then just put it down, grabbed me, and was like, we got to go right now. And he was like, why? He's like, because they found out who you are. And they, like, rushed him out of dinner. And they, like, hit him in the airport for, like, 18 hours. And he, like, put him on a plane, and he sent him out of there. And he was like, man, that was, like, the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I want to go to, like, not – I don't want that. Because, like, I don't want to be, like, injured, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, killed or tortured. But I'd like to go somewhere where I can get, like, a complete culture shock that's not America. So. Yeah. I, I mean, that <laughs> – to me, that would be fun. But for the most part, like, an hour in, I'd be like, all right, I need to get out of this place. And it's just because I'm so used to here. And I don't like traveling to begin with, so double whammy. Yeah. I also – I saw one thing that was, like – 
this guy has traveled to every country in the world mm -hmm. and he rates their like he gives them their rating based on the quality of toilet paper they have there <laughs> and I was like you know I can see that being the way you would judge it because like <laughs> it would suck did you my mom went to Mexico yeah if you go to like a public bathroom they don't have toilet paper in them. there's like a lady sitting outside that's selling you toilet paper what? <laughs> I was like if you're gonna use it you gotta pay <laughs> I, mean, I guess everybody's got like a hustle but like damn you know <laughs> What's your hustle? I sell toilet paper on the side. I sell toilet paper by the square. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, anything yeah, else? No, nah, I think that's it for me, man. Well, this was episode four of TV Determined. I am your host, Trevor, alongside my host, Brandon. Brandon, sorry to interrupt. Is this, what is this, three weeks in a row? Yes. 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 <laughs> we're doing pretty good, man. We are. Sorry to ruin your, your goodbye, but we're doing pretty good. <laughs> well, so maybe at this point we can say, see you next week. Yes. You know? Yes, yeah. we can. See you next week, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes. Peace.